this Sunday night. You excited? No. <laughs> I don't give a damn. I couldn't care less. The best predictor among critics is 16 for 18 of the last however many years, so the big category For best pitcher or... Uh, all your big, the big four. Wow. Actor, actress, got his director, finger on the pulse of uh, Hollywood, which will get him uh, thrown out of his job. 16 of 18. He says... My pulse is on my wrist. He says three... Bil- place. He says three billboards <laughs> is the winner. The b- best picture. Okay. USA Today says it's going to be The Shape of Water, which is the cup that it's in. Three billboards. Fascinating uh, film about the uh, outdoor advertising industry. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sounds dry, but... Yeah. No, 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 not at Surprisingly all. Surprisingly not. All right, so listen, have something really, really relevant and interesting for you about the uh, the school shooting situation and how those systemic failures in Broward County happened. There is a reason, as it turns out. One of the reasons, but not, you know, the only reason, is the idiot, weak sheriff, Sheriff Israel down in Broward County. You know, if you haven't heard this, this is his exchange with Jake Tapper on CNN the other day. Uh, only take responsibility. Sorry. Listen in particular to his fascinating ideas on the nature of leadership. I only take responsibility for what I knew about. I exercise my, my due diligence. I've given amazing leadership to this agency. Amazing leadership? Uh, I've worked. Yes, Jake. Uh, this is, there's, there's a lot of things we've done throughout. This, uh, this is, uh, you, you don't uh, measure uh, a person's leadership by a deputy not going into a these deputies received the training they needed maybe you measure somebody's leadership by whether or not they protect the community in this case you've listed 23 incidents before the shooting involving the shooter and still nothing was done to keep guns out of his hands to make sure that there were the school was protected to make sure you were keeping an eye on him your deputy at the school failed i don't understand how you can sit there and claim amazing leadership Jake, on 16 of those cases, our deputies did everything right. Our deputies have done amazing things. Uh, we've taken this, uh, in the five years I've been sheriff, we've taken the Broward Sheriff's Office to a new level. I work with some of the bravest people I've ever met. Uh, one person at, at this point, one person didn't do what he should have done. He, uh, it, it's horrific. The victims here, uh, the, the families, I pray for them every night. It, 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 it makes me sick to my stomach that we had a deputy didn't go in because i know if i was there if i was on that wall i would have been the first then i think there are a lot of people i think there are a lot of people sir who think that there are a lot of mistakes other than that one deputy do you think that if the broward sheriff's office had done things differently this shooting might not have happened Listen, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, uh, you know, uh, O.J. Simpson would still be in the record books. I don't know what that means. There's 17 dead people, and there's a whole long list of things your department could have done differently. How could... Listen, uh, that's what that's what af- uh, after action reports are. That's for lessons learned reports are for. We I, I have entered into conversation with Chuck Wexler of the Police Executive Research Forum. They will be coming to town to do an independent after action lessons learned report. We understand everything wasn't done perfectly. And if it happened in Los Angeles or Chicago or any other city, every person wouldn't perform perfectly. That's not what happens. Okay, so. Listen, some of that was defensible, and a lot of it was not. He's got to go, just yeah, with that awful. attitude. It yeah. doesn't even matter if there are any <clears throat> mitigating circumstances or anything like that. He's got to go, just based on the way. If you give those kind of answers after you got 17 dead high school kids in your uh, in your district, 
Um, yeah, but you're just a, the bad, uh, the wrong person for the right. job. You're a terrible leader. Try that rationale about, hey, I, I told everybody what to do. It's not my fault they didn't do it. Put those words in the mouth of somebody heading up a company that's failing. Put those words in the mouth of an NFL coach or whatever. Put those words in the mouth of you at your job, doing your thing, raising your kids, whatever. It's obscene. It's well, terrible. And don't Awful. get into the smart ass of ifs and buts we're getting. And, and, yeah, and when dude. you're talking about that. Yeah, he's a jerk. So weak. So listen, here's what was going on. And, and I will tell you in advance, I have some sympathy for what we're going to talk about, which is ending the quote-unquote school-to-prison pipeline, where kids who misbehave get arrested routinely. Because the Obama administration, I remember this under Eric Holder, they really went after this. Because I tell you what, if a couple of kids get into a beef... Or several beeves, Sean. Uh, but they get into a beef. Look it up. It's the plural of beef. Yeah. Beeves. So they get into a beef and they throw a few punches at each other. And then they shake hands and say, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. They don't need to get arrested for felony assault or assault and battery or anything like that. I think we've gotten way up our own heinies in, in America these days with turning every you know every incident into a crime especially when it involves kids so i do have some sympathy with the idea just like i have plenty of sympathy for the idea of not discriminating against people on the basis of their race to give them a mortgage or not give them a mortgage but it is infinitely clear to anybody who has any clue about this that the whole barney frank Clinton idea of, you know what we're going to do? We're going to pass a law that says banks have to give X percent of their loans to minorities and and X, Y, and Z everywhere in America, or we're going to bring the weight of the federal government down upon them. Well, that motivated banks to give out loans willy-nilly to anybody who could fog a mirror, which was a huge factor in the giant housing collapse that some of you are still reeling from. So in the same way, I have sympathy with the ideas but then you get these way overreaching utopian policies to pursue the goals that cause a lot of damage. Here is what I'm talking about. These, this is a, a piece by a, a law enforcement guy who said the following, and we'll get to more of who he is in a minute. But I spent about 18 months in 2012 through 2014 investigating Broward and Miami-Dade school policies and how those policies transfer to law enforcement practices. My interest was initially accidental. I discovered an untold story uh, and the consequences of it as a result of initial research into Trayvon Martin and his high school life. What I stumbled upon was a Broward County law enforcement system in a state of conflict. The Broward County School Board and District Superintendent entered into a political agreement with the Broward County law enforcement officials to stop arresting students for crimes. The motive was simple. The school system administrators wanted to, quote, improve their statistics and gain state and federal grant money for improvements therein. Now, that's a kind of dark way to put it. Like I said before, I also think there's some legitimate interest in not making, you know, every problem in school a, a penal system problem. Um, oh, I left out the fact that Sheriff Israel is a Democrat and has been elected a couple of times in Broward County. Um, So the police officials, the very highest officials of law enforcement, sheriff and police chief, entered into a plan. And here is the media advisory dated February 15, 2012. Miami-Dade schools police reduced juvenile delinquency by 60%. Um, And it goes into how wonderful it is and all these quotes. But the way they did it 
was by not arresting people anymore for things that used to be a crime. As soon as Miami-Dade began to receive the benefits, political and financial, from the scheme, Broward County joined in. The approach in Broward was identical as the approach in Miami-Dade. Um, it's important to remember this was not an arbitrary change. This was a well-planned fundamental shift in the entire dynamic of how teenagers would be treated when engaged in criminal conduct. The primary problem was the policy conflicted with laws, and over time the policy began to create outcomes where illegal behavior by students was essentially unchecked by law enforcement because there was so much financial and political interest in not having crime in schools, especially with the encouragement of the Obama administration, Eric Holder, and rewarding these policies. Initially, the police were excusing misdemeanor behaviors. However, it didn't take long until felonies, even violent felonies, armed robberies, assaults, and worse, were being excused. And he has he prints a, reprints a police affidavit. In reference to the found property, because he told me he wrote it up as, quote, found property because of the situation, that there were a lot of arrests being made at this school, there are a lot of drug-related cases, and they needed to cut back on any type of crime that was going on there. And then it came up from a supervisor up the chain. That's in an actual report. The The need to continue lowering the arrests year over year meant that increasingly more severe unlawful behavior had to be ignored. Over time, even the most severe of unlawful conduct was being filtered by responding police. We found out about it when six cops blew the whistle on severe criminal conduct they were being instructed to hide. The sheriff and police chiefs were telling street cops and school cops to ignore ever-worsening criminal conduct. The police were in a bind. They were encountering evidence of criminal conduct, and yet they had to hide the conduct. There were examples of burglary and robbery where the police had to hide the recovered evidence in order to let the kids go away without reports. The police would take the stolen merchandise and intentionally falsify police reports to record stolen merchandise as if they just found it on the side of the road. They put drugs and stolen merchandise in bags, sent it to storage rooms in the police department, never assigning the recovery to criminal conduct. Stolen merchandise was just sitting in storage rooms gathering dust. Uh, They couldn't get the stuff back to the victim because that would mean the police would have to explain how they took custody of it. So they just hid it. To prove this was happening, one of the officers... Officers told me where to look and who the victim was. At first, I didn't believe them. However, after getting information from detectives, cross-referencing police report reports, and looking at the found merchandise, I realized they were telling the truth. So there's more to this. We should probably take a break. But there you have the long and short of it. They had to pretend that there wasn't criminal activity going on to get the funding dollars, to get the political accolades, for the sheriff to get reelected. So that speaks to the how you end up with the police at your house so many times and right. still can get a gun because you got nothing on your record. I don't care what you have to say in the report. Do not arrest this kid. And there's there's more. Interesting. Well. Um, self-driving cars are coming whether you like it or not. Apparently, washing them will be a nightmare. Really? Yes. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> Stay tuned. Among other things, on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Kevin Smith, I don't know if you know his work, had a heart attack over the weekend. Um, 
Doesn't matter if you know him or not, but they got Dr. Oz on the Today Show explaining the signs of a heart attack. Uh, who's still taking Dr. Oz seriously? Apparently the Today Show is. Yeah, God, please. Who's still on the Dr. Oz train? What a freaking quack. What a charlatan. Oh, God, yeah, he's a con man and a quack. And I can tell you this quickly. Self-driving cars are going to require hand washing, at least with the current technology. You can't run them through a car wash. You'll mess up all their sensors and cameras and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So you have to hand wash your self-driving car. So there you go. Huh? Will do. Isn't that a kick in the pants? As soon as I have one. Mm. So uh, getting back to this law enforcement officer who was studying the uh, the schemes in the Miami-Dade school system and the Broward County school systems and, and law enforcement for lowering, lowering the number of student arrests. They were reaping enormous financial benefits from the Obama administration and uh, political benefits for their great, proactive, wonderful policing. But what they were doing was just not arresting anybody for crimes. Road to hell a student. is paved with good intentions. And, you know, it's even more true in the era of uh, keeping data. That's that's what happens all the time with schools where, okay, we, we get we get more money if kids get more A's. So we'll just change the way we grade stuff to right. get out more A's. Or yeah. at the VA, okay, so we get treated better if the employment's also, we'll just fake up the books. And it doesn't matter if they're actually true because people just go by the reporting. Good examples both. Yeah, and there there's so much detail on this. And we'll post a link um, for you at armstrongandgetty.com. Is that right? Is that how we, yeah, okay. Um, there's all sorts of documentation, quotes from police reports and stuff like that, where it was made clear that um, they were rewriting reports and faking things up to minimize the number of student arrests. Um, and, uh, okay, blah, blah, blah. Understanding the risk behind the scheme, it became increasingly important to put the best corrupt cops in the schools. Best is in smartest. These SROs, school resource officers, became the ones who were best at hiding the unlawful conflict. Oh, really? Or kind of smoothing things over. They were good politicians. You know, maybe they're just really smart people and great negotiators, and, and they could teach children and see into their souls, and given the political realities, maybe they were good choices, but... Again and again, over time, the most corrupt police officers within the system, according to this guy, became the police inside the schools. They were best skilled at identifying the political objectives and instructions. These school cops also have special privileges. It's a great gig. They get free on-campus housing close to the schools they're assigned to, etc. They're crooked as hell, and the criminal kids know just how to play them. It's a game, also an open secret. And Interesting. an internal affairs thing, which you can read about in your own time. For years, this had been happening, and no one cared. Crimes happened, students excused, victims ignored, etc. The Broward County School and Law, Law Enforcement System is designed to flow exactly this way. It's politics. There's uh, Sheriff Israel smiling with uh, Hillary Clinton. Well, he is just a dick. Oh, yeah. I mean, just he is just a bad person. All you need to hear is that Jake Tapper interview. Oh, like yeah. I said, I don't care what other mitigating circumstances could possibly come forward. Just the way he reacted to those questions. Mm-hmm. He's a jerk. Yeah. And then just a little more detail in the time we have. Only then the Parkland school shooting happened. For Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel, this had to be an O-spit moment. And not for the reasons the media initially thought. If people start digging, they'll discover that the shooter was one of those previously excused students. Over and over again. The same sentiment applies for Sheriff Scott's partner, school superintendent Robert Runcie, previously from Chicago. Um, and they show, here's a news story, reversing Broward County's school-to-prison pipeline. The story behind the so far successful crusade to end disproportionate student arrests and suspensions in one Florida school district. This is the school district. 
Here's more praise. Um, this is in 2013-2014. South uh, Florida schools join White House's School Discipline Summit. South Florida school leaders traveled to Washington Wednesday to share ideas on how to reduce on-campus arrests and suspensions, particularly for minority students, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's praising this uh, school superintendent. Program continued, still chasing year-over-year reductions, worse and worse crimes being excused. Um, here's more acclaim for ending the school-to-prison pipeline. What a leader they are in that. Then 2018, Parkland school shooting, 17 dead. Political cop, the school research officer, coward from shooter, now retiring. School board wondering what went wrong. Parkland shooter always in trouble, never expelled. Um, you know what? I'm going to click on that story from the Miami Herald because uh, it deserves it. Parkland shooter always in trouble, never expelled. Could school system have done more? Hmm. Entirely predictable. Um, and again, we will... Um, he'd, he'd called the police department, the sheriff's department himself. R- right. And said he thought he was a danger. Yeah. Wow. Well, and now, and the guy who wrote this thread writes, now the story behind this tweet from Jake Tapper will make more sense. Tapper said, this is horrific. In November, a tipster called um, BSO, uh, Broward Sheriff's Officer, huh? To say Cruz could be a school shooter in the making, but deputies did not write a report on that warning. It came just weeks after a relative called urging the sheriff's department to seize his weapons. Um, and then he provi- provides a bunch of uh, affidavits and sworn uh, testimony, etc., to prove his point. Is there so any we'll chance? have this link at armstrongandgetty.com, but it is incredibly obvious what happened. Is there any chance that explains why the FBI did what they did, not passing it along? I no? doubt it. No, I doubt it. I just that was just incompetence. I, yeah, I just think that was probably sorting through tips and then doing a bad job. Well, I'd rather hand drive myself washing car. Says this texture. I agree. With hand you. drive myself. I get it. I'm, I'm in, nice. I'm, I'm well played, sir. Um. Oh, so FedEx is going to keep their NRA discount, and they'll be fine. Everybody will forget about it, and it'll just it'll be fine. Quit with the politics, companies. You know what? If I go to you to buy a loaf of bread or rent a car, or buy toothpaste, or or fly to my vacation spot. I don't give a damn what your politics are, and and I don't want to hear it. Just shut up. Got a grocery store I go to, the bread's always stale. At what point do you stop going if you're a smart person? Do you live in the Soviet Union? (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand it. It's actually in a very, like, upscale neighborhood, and I think... How does this particular grocery store with the particular people that live around them have st- all their bread is stale? Yeah. Is this like the pre-worn jeans trend? Right. <laughs> like this is somehow like you're very with it. Uh, no, I only eat stale bread. Pre-stale artisanal bread. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. It has so few preservatives yeah. in it. It's better Fifteen for my- minutes after it comes out of the oven, it's stale. <laughs> better for my gut biome. No, it's like rainbow hot dog buns, and they're hard as a rock. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Another example of systemic failures surrounding the Florida high school shooting coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, an awful lot of systemic failures that we ought to look at before we even get to the new law stuff. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Jack, you're the last guy that buys white bread. That's why it's always stale, because the same loaves have been there for a year. Right. White, white bread is not food, and the upscale shoppers know that. 
It's a factory product like vulcanized rubber. I buy rainbow or wonder, depending on which is uh, which is available. You can't see the rainbow because of the filth the factory that made it belches into the sky. Mm. Had a fun one the other night. Yeah. Did this with my six-year-old. I'd done this with my uh, eight-year-old a couple years ago. Big, beautiful rainbow horizon to horizon. A mm. fully intact rainbow. Wanted to go find the pot of gold. We got the car and we went to go get it. And? Well, you know. You know how that works out. But you got to do it at least once. Mm. That you sounds know. awesome. It was awesome. Out in the country, you know, you got nothing but... But land and the rainbow. Right. Just to, you know, cut me off a few gold coins if you're going to leave the show to enjoy your new wealth. And I, and I let my son, the kindergartner, uh, discover that the rainbow continues to move as you get closer to it. He was the one that, hey, it just keeps getting further away from us. So a lesson in physics and disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> and avarice. That's Did right. you blame the tricky leprechauns? And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah okay. They keep moving, you yeah. those little green bastards. We briefly had a double rainbow. Mm. And, and my oldest All son. All the way. Yeah, my oh, oldest d- son. I'm sorry, I stole your punchline. He has seen the video, so he, uh. he couldn't stop. Double rainbow all the way. What does it mean? What does it mean? Oh, God bless you, Sammy boy. <laughs> That's one of the great YouTube videos of all time. If you haven't seen it, a grown man weeping at a double rainbow. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, GOP House Speaker Paul Ryan is saying there were a lot of system failures that need to be looked at after the recent shooting at the high school in South Florida. From local law enforcement to the FBI getting tips that they didn't follow up on to, you know, school resource officers who are trained to protect kids in these schools and and who didn't do that. They're trained to lower crime rates, as we've learned. In the uh, Capitol briefing today, Ryan called himself very, very troubled by the tragedy. We shouldn't be banning guns for law-abiding citizens. We should be focusing on making sure that citizens who should not get guns in the first place don't get those guns. Now, along those lines, the suspect in the mass shooting at the Florida High School refused to let the district continue providing him with mental health services after he turned 18. And the superintendent of schools says federal law kept them from doing anything about it. The Broward School Superintendent telling the Sun Sentinel, you can't make someone do something when the law says they have the right to make that determination. Yeah, that's a complicated one. Yep. So the kid said, I don't want any more mental health, uh, you know, assistance. I'm over 18. No more. By the way, I was going to have Sean get the clip. I forgot. Uh, Steve Scalise, is that his name? Yeah. He said the same thing Paul Ryan said yesterday. Now... So Steve Scalise, who got gunned down on a a softball field, almost lost his life. He said yesterday, look at all the things that went wrong. And he he ticked them off just like Paul Ryan did. And he said, before we start taking guns away from law-abiding citizens, let's let's fix these things. You've heard that nowhere. Nowhere. Right. Now, he has got as much invested or as much knowledge about mass shootings... There's a lot of people out there getting a lot of attention, mm-hmm. but he's on the other side of the argument. So you've heard him nowhere. You're going to tell me if a guy who'd been gunned down by a crazy person with a gun was for taking away these guns or an assault weapons ban that he wouldn't be all over the place? Well, he'd that's be like a, 17-year-old David Hogg, who's right. omnipresent. That's, you know, that's just that's just the way it gets portrayed. Yep. All Here right. it comes. Everybody's guns are going to be taken away. You know what? You're out of office. We don't want to hear from you. <laughs> All right, everybody, get ready. We've got multiple reports this morning saying President Trump is set to announce he's running for re-election in 2020. How do you like his chances? We'll handicap the race coming oh, up. Oh, that hurt. In fact, Trump... Before 
the 2018 election. Yes. We're not even close if to the 2018. you wait after the 2018 midterms, you're late to the party, man. Red state or blue state? Hell, I'm ready to handicap 2024. In fact, Trump has reportedly named so-called digital guru Brad Parscale as his campaign manager. Now, I remember being amazed by this guy's story, but I've completely forgotten it. He was the digital director for Trump's 2016 campaign, was credited for optimizing Facebook to promote Trump's candidacy. But didn't he contact them? Wasn't yeah, that so his whole his, thing? his biggest strength was n- knowing what he did not know. And he right. reached out to these tech companies, and the tech companies said, yeah, here's all the data we oh, have. Oh, that's right. right. And Facebook, Facebook would even send teams around to yeah, the yeah. campaign and they, they offered to do the same thing for Hillary, and they said, nah, we got this. Yeah. We know what yeah. we're doing. And right. they, they he, he just fully delved into his own lack of knowledge on things and said, well, this makes sense. So this his here. strength was that he was humble. Yeah. Think about it. Knowing uh, his weakness made yeah, him strong. I remember that story now from 60 Minutes. It was so good. He had so many Facebook employees working for the Trump campaign right. all across the country. They were willing to work for Hillary, too. They just, she didn't want them for some reason. And he knew that they were going to win because he was inside the data. That's as interesting. So he's the head guy now? Yeah. Well, for now. For 2020. Yeah, wow. Whatever. We're six months away from the 2018 election. All right, my friends. Jack has already given you a heads up. Get ready to start hand-washing your car because California regulators, for the first time, have approved testing of self-driving cars without having a backup driver in the vehicle oh. at all. Nor a plan to wash them, apparently. <laughs> Dirty cars just driving they've, themselves. They've until now only been allowed on public roads in the state if somebody was in the car who could take the wheel if there was an emergency. Now they can just be guided by remote control. People can be like controlling a drone. You can have somebody sitting back at central headquarters just kind of keeping an eye on the car as it drives around in the streets. So yeah. you're going to have totally autonomous cars That's driving around. That's a different thing than the remote control car. Next month. Next month. Well, which is it? Is it the self-driving car? No, it's a, self-dri- can... it's a self-driving car, but if something goes awry, they can okay. jump in like with a joystick or oh, something I and see. control it. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So anyway, and that's going to arrive here next month. So get ready for them, my friends. So if this thing just starts driving on the sidewalks, the people go, oh, well, that's not what it was programmed to do, and get it back to the street, I guess. Oh, that puppy's not going to recover. Yeah, consumer oh, watchdog. Lord. Well, I'm just trying to put a little reality oh, into the story. You're all know. smiling your ear like this is all you know, sunshine and roses. <laughs> consumer watchdogs blasted the rules change, saying it's going to be just like playing a video game, except lives will be at stake. Yeah, yeah that's a big difference. Yes. Yeah, that's Sounds a good exciting. Yeah. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Well, that was well. Oh, sorry, Squawky. That was well delivered, Marshall. Really strong. Squawky the bald eagle. Yeah. Freedom. Where are you putting your finger exactly to make him make that noise? I can't, can't see behind his tail feathers. Sir. It's a little squeeze, a little tuck. Wow. <laughs> That's a national Not bird you're defiling. Not good. How dare you, sir? Uh, there's some polling actually out today on self-driving cars. I suppose I could hit you with that, among other things. Every state's favorite cocktail. I have that list for you. If you want something that's completely meaningless and lighter fare. I do. Let me see if there's one that's surprising. Which state, which state, which state favors the daiquiris? That's just sad. It's gotta be, uh, it's gotta be Hawaii, huh? No? Or, or something on the Gulf Coast, maybe. Yeah, there you go. Boy, look at you. Yeah, look I drink a little. <laughs> 
look at you. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. The nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so present about that place. We never did do the late night joke off because we thought it would make us sad and angry. Well, I still think that. <laughs> it's the late night comedians taking on the uh, the topic of Trump. Running in to stop a shooter. Theoretically, right. We want to do that next hour? I think we should play the whole Trump clip, to be fair, because most people aren't playing the whole Trump clip because it's not as good when you play it. They're editing it to make yeah. it look extra foolish and capricious. Right. right. Maybe we'll do that next Because that's hour. what they do, the lying liars of the media. Top cocktails by state. I love this. I'm, I'll be good at this. Now, the states, the, the cocktails that have the most states that have... N- uh, various drinks. For instance, there are six states that have whiskey sour for their most popular drink. <sighs> Gotta be upper Midwest. I've never had a whiskey sour. Boy, I grew up on them. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. as a child? <laughs> <laughs> My mama, sometimes I had to colic, and to get me to sleep, she'd mix me a whiskey sour. I just remember when I shouldn't have been drinking at various parties that those seemed to be uh, popular. When I, when I first started drinking and I didn't know what to order i just I, I don't know why how i ended up on that maybe my friend ordered it or something but that was one of my first thing i'll take a whiskey sour yeah oof kids don't drink the whiskey followed by long island iced tea which is a not a oof. child's drink either no indeed tastes like one that's the key <laughs> goes down smooth then a moscow mule that's what judy and i drank on our um our uh, honeymoon long island iced teas it's amazing we ever got down to business and then cause... you did the moscow mule no <laughs> no uh, judy likes the kentucky mule with rye Mm-hmm. Those are good too. Thank you. Tequila Judy sunrise. has got that thing that's like a nasty cold for uh, a week, ten days, and then you cough for six weeks. Oh. That I've known a handful. I had that a couple of years ago. It's just incredibly annoying. Only one state has for its uh, uh, drink of choice for its people Bloody Mary. Only one state has the Cosmopolitan. Only one state has the Daiquiri. Check yourself. The the daiquiri is that that's is that Georgia or? that's that's the it's high school girl Coast. back when I when I when I was uh, young the drinking age was eighteen so mm. but uh, yeah that's a, that's an eighteen year old girl's drink right there the daiquiri delightfully fruity yeah who's drinking the uh, what was the one before that oh the, the 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 Manhattan and the Bloody Mary the, was one the state Bloody as Mary well. yeah what state you got to tell us mm. you just gotta so daiquiri is Louisiana ah. Right. Blending up Mardi for, Gras. Blending vomiting. It up for, <laughs> blending it up for tourists. Right, right. Boy, Nevada just goes martini. That's a, a Vegas <laughs> thing, right? No time to waste. <laughs> Let's get ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Gin and tonic. There's your state, Washington. Yes. There we go. There we go. Where I belong. Yes. I better become a fan of the Gin Ricky, a little gin and soda with a squeeze of lime in it. That's what I've been doing a lot. It's better for you than the gin and tonic. Less sugar. That's the main reason why I do it. I'm trying to get rid of sugar. Good man. I was never a mixed drink guy. I just liked plain old regular Coors Light. 30 of them, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. Three? N- no. 30 of them. No, the case. I would like 30 of those. Keep them coming. Uh, pick a state or drink. Oh, gosh. Uh, My about- home state of Kansas, margaritas. Really? For some reason. 
How about the California IA? Mimosa. Wow. Really? Well, middle-aged women apparently uh, way to, answered the... Uh, way to cover the fact that you're drinking in the morning. Right, right. Idaho. Idaho. Do you really want to know that? Just, whiskey yeah. straight up. Potato vodka. Whiskey sour. There you go. I knew it was upper was somewhere up. cold. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> all right, go ahead, Oregon. Okay. These are alphabetical. You oh. think I could find them faster? Oh, also whiskey sour. Really? Uh-oh. I wonder if there's a corollary between college, play, like heavy college populations. Yes. Um, Oregon, the the good theory. Beaver and bitters in Oregon. Beaver, <laughs> Beaver squeezins. <laughs> Eh, probably wrung the fun out of this, I suppose. <laughs> the Minnesota is the Bloody Mary. Oh! There you go. Okay. Again, an excellent mask for morning alcoholism. <laughs> it's um, got all sorts of celery and tomato juice. That's oh, mostly healthy, right? right? Sure. <laughs> so we heard that self-driving cars without a driver are going to hit the streets soon for the first time. And they'll hit you for the first time. A third of Americans say self-driving cars will make the roads more dangerous. Um... But 44% would use them if they were available today. That is, I'm telling you, I know, this is completely like, depending on your lifestyle, urban versus rural. There ain't one person where I'm from that wants a self-driving car. Wouldn't be one in the county. Unless they get busted for DUI twice or something like that. That'd be the only reason. And even then. Speaking of drinking. Even then, I'm going to drive. Nobody's going to know. One too many whiskey Um, sours, Clem. Um uh, urban areas would be a very high percentage of people say, God, I don't have to drive now and my freaking stop and go worthless commute. Right, right. Well, and it, uh, to me, it would ease the commute because of the friggin' friggin' morons who don't know how to drive and what lane to be in and the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. So I think that's the way that'll break down. And the Oregon House just passed a net neutrality bill. I do not understand this issue at all. I've tried a little bit, then I've just decided, nah. It's tied into Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> The Oregon House of Representatives passed a bill Monday that aims to restore net neutrality protections for the Internet just in Oregon, a little two months, more than two months after the Federal Communications Commission voted to remove rules that enforced those protections. So now you're going to have some states that have the opposite net neutrality rules. How is that going to work? The Internet uh, crosses crosses state lines. I don't know if you're aware of that. System of tubes. Yeah. So I, I, I do not get it. Okay. Yeah. I hope it doesn't screw me somehow. That's all I'm hoping. Are we going to talk to a, a, a guy about that big giant AT&T case tomorrow? Is that the plan? It's supposed to be one of the most uh, pivotal and impactful uh, court cases that any of us have seen dealing with tech, and it's difficult for me to understand what the hell's going on. So we'll uh, do that tomorrow. Our tax uh, god, Stephen Moskowitz, is going to be on next hour if you get the fourth hour of the show because the big tax legislation that got passed, there's there's a lot of things different for you probably, and some of them you don't know about, and he'll hit some of the highlights. Yep. Yep, those of you who get the award-winning fourth hour of the show, that's the gonna rest be of you hit the podcast. It'll be interesting when people start getting into the returns. We get closer to the tax day. How many people are saying, "Oh, this is awesome," and how many people are saying, "This is sucks." I have to, I have to sell one of my kidneys. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be a, a lot of mixed blue, bag, but a lot of blue staters. That might be the case. Kidney sellings, where the state tax thing, high tax blue states. Yeah, are going to take it in the uh, the craw. If you if you're a higher income earner. If you're to poor folks, not so much. We'll see. Um, but overall, around America, many, many, many more people will benefit than than be uh, hosed. Oh, sure. And uh, and the idea that like high earners, the quote unquote rich, or the recipients of this tax form is just a fiction. Now, if 
I don't even want to get into it. Hi, here's a good couple of good texts. I was a bartender, and we never put alcohol in daiquiris. That would work with the the, the 21-year-old girl crowd. I am crowd. so drunk. Yeah, it's the easiest you one guys? to water down. Yeah, yeah, sure. And they don't. And most of the people who order them don't care. They don't really want to drink anyway. Especially when you got those giant like slushy machines just constantly making the daiquiri and stuff too. Yeah. You're not getting a very. Uh, you're not getting a lot of bang for your buck. As a professional drinker, I was just always annoyed by the. You don't actually want to drink, which is fine. Why don't you just say I don't really want to drink? And we're not. We won't spend nine dollars on this watered down whatever the hell it is because you, you're not really into drinking. Which is, again is perfectly okay. Which gets you a nice Pepsi Cola, huh? It's a dollar twelve here, and then people would talk all day long about drinking, and then when you actually got there, they didn't do any. You've been talking about it all day long, right? How <laughs> annoying that must have been for you. Now, is this a true life hack, David in Oregon? Frequent correspondent Jack Google color code bread twist tie. It shows what day the bread was delivered. Oh, I don't know that. Is that right? That's, That's, I've, ne- I've never thought about it, but there are white ties and green and red. Mm. Huh. This could, I could, this, I'm this, sure could I'm buying this could change my life. Save you those uh, crusty hot dog buns for the rest of your days. Huh? Oh, yeah. Nothing worse. You're all excited about a hot dog and the bun's hard as a rock. You got to steam that bastard. Yeah. I warmed her up, but don't taste quite the same. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.